Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My co-host is Kim Reynolds, and this is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you the expert opinions about the relevant social media news and how it impacts you, the marketer. This week, we're talking about the question, is long-form Facebook video dead? And what do you need to know about the new Facebook ad changes? On today's show, we're going to discuss that with Michael Stelzner and why Social Media Examiner pulled three shows from Facebook this week, as well as talk with our special guest, Amanda Bond, who will be bringing us the latest Facebook ads news. Please share this. And by the way, this show is brought to you, as usual, by Social Media Marketing World. It is not just a fashion statement as I wear this t-shirt. It is the place to go and join 7,000 fellow other marketers at the mega conference designed to inspire and empower you. It is Social Media Marketing World 2019. Find out more and grab your ticket at SMM. W19.com. Before we get into our main segments, we've got two blurbs of news we want to talk about right at the top of the show. Kim, this first one is for you, and it's yeah, a fun one. It is. Facebook is rolling out 3D photos, and I don't know if you've seen any yet, but they're really fun and they're kind of a lifelike new way to share your memories and moments both in the newsfeed and VR. So you can watch 3D photos on in Facebook and in VR via the Oculus browser or on Firefox on Oculus Rift. And right now you can only create these 3D images if you have an iOS phone that is one of the newer ones, like an iPhone 7 or above, mm -hmm. excluding the iPhone XR. So if you if you have it, you go in to post a photo and it will give you the 3D option and you have to share a photo that's in portrait mode. And when you do, it automatically creates this 3D effect. So you can look at the look at the picture from different angles and it kind of moves with you. It's really cool and really fun. Android users are going to have to wait. Yeah. Um, it's not available for them yet. Sorry. But um, if you don't have it yet, don't worry because it's being rolled out and it'll be accessible to everyone in the coming weeks. I have it on. I, I don't I have iOS. I don't have it yet. I'm kind of jealous. It looks really. I don't cool. have it. I don't have it on my iPhone yeah. 10. I posted one. It was awesome. Oh, you I got wish it. I had it, man. <laughs> so I, I've seen some great ones. I think this is a great tool. I can't I wait to, to do it. So, yep. uh, in other major news, so Periscope is now allowing chat moderators for broadcasts and has some new replay editing tools. So essentially, Periscope has rolled out this update that is going to allow broadcasters to, ahead of going live, allow moderators for their comments while they're broadcasting and basically also let those moderators uh, comment as them and mute people if they're being abusive. But the other cool piece is 
after the broadcast is over, you'll now be able to select a thumbnail. You'll now be able to edit the title if there's a typo. Jeez, how long have we wanted that on Twitter yeah. especially? Uh, yeah. And then also you can do a custom start point of the broadcast so that replay viewer, viewers can jump in at a specific starting point. I think that's killer. I'd love that for Facebook Lives. So mm-hmm. that is the news. Until we get into the segment, this is a huge segment. So first, our, I want to interim our guest, Michael Stelsner. He's the founder of Social Media Examiner and the man behind Social Media Marketing World, the industry's largest conference. And he's the host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show podcast, founder of the Social Media Marketing Society, and the central character in The Journey, an episodic documentary, which you can find at socialmediaexaminer.com slash journey. We had some news about the journey. We'll get to that eventually. But first, I want to share specifically a piece of news that get, brings contest, context to this conversation. So uh, two years ago, we reported it actually on this show, and Facebook announced it, that in September of 2016, they admitted that they had mistakenly been inflating the average video viewing figures by about 60 to 80%. And in their words, they were miscalculating numbers. We know that views are three seconds. Well, what they were doing was they were doing the average duration of a video viewed. Uh, It should have reflected the total time spent watching a video, total time, by the number of people who played the video. But it wasn't. It was doing it by the amount of views, which we know three seconds, those are hugely inflated. Well, the new news in this story is that there has been a lawsuit against Facebook by a number of advertisers allegedly uncovering that instead of just inflating them by 60 to 80 percent, that not not only was it 60 60 to 80 percent, it was 150 to 900 percent, and that they knew about it for a year in 2015 before they announced it in 2016. So, Then in the context of that, Mike, we started looking a lot at video metrics recently, and we made some pretty big decisions this week. And I'd love for you to say, what was the decision and what was the decision-making process and analytical process that we went through in order to make that decision? Well, it was kind of interesting. These two things happened coincidentally this week. I wasn't really expecting um, that this news would drop. But basically, I had come back from a conference, and it had been banged into my head that video retention time is really a metric that we care about a lot. So coming back from this event, I started going into our analytics, and I started to notice all of our videos on Facebook were ridiculously horrible when it came to retention. And let me explain for those that don't know what retention is. Basically, a view is just anybody who clicks play on YouTube for 30 seconds or more. And on Facebook, it does, they don't even have to click play. They just have to scroll through the feed and see the video moving for three seconds or more. And that is considered a view. So this is where it gets kind of shocking. Facebook, as, 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 as we asked in the pre-show, and I would ask all of you right now, when was the last time outside of our shows you've ever watched a video on Facebook that is longer than five minutes? How long has it been? And the overwhelming response that we've gotten from people is a long, long time. What people typically do is they scroll through the feed and the video starts playing, they read the caption, and then they just keep scrolling. 
And it turns out that that is the vast majority of views on videos. So in our particular case, I went in and I looked at how many people were actually clicking play on a video versus people watching in the feed. And the numbers <coughs> were shocking. So for example, in the case of the journey, the best case situation was 3%. Only 3% of all the video views were actually people clicking the play button, which meant 97% of all the views were what I'm gonna call drive-by views, okay? And I've been using this phrase that Facebook is like a highway. It's kind of like you're on your way to the grocery store, or you're on your way to work, or you're on your way somewhere important, and you saw this big billboard on the highway playing a show, and as you were passing by, you caught a couple seconds of it. That's exactly how Facebook operates. So the reality is when you look at these view counts on Facebook and even on other platforms like LinkedIn, they're exceptionally, um, what's the best word, deceptive. Because you might think that thousands of people are watching your videos. And that's exactly what we thought for the longest time. Thousands upon thousands, 5,000, 10,000, 16,000 people were supposedly watching our videos on Facebook. But then I went in and I did the analysis. That's a perfect example of what we saw on almost every one of our videos. When, when you go into insights inside of Facebook and then you, you click on posts on the left and you find your videos, there's a bunch of metrics that come up and one of them is called audience retention. And when you click in on the audience retention um, column, you will see a chart. And then there's this little button that says Zoom chart. So you can actually see it. And in this particular case, we're seeing that um, this video, which had about, I'm guessing, between five and 10,000 views, the average view watch time was only 11 seconds, a true indicator of a drive-by kind of experience. And when you zoom in on it and you look at that retention graph, it shows you over time, the length of the video, how long people are sticking around. And you can see that at the best case situation, at the 39 second mark was 4% of the people of the video. 4%, okay, and it just drops like a rock to, to, to almost below 1%. And that is the pattern that we see over and over again. Now on the other side of it, below here on this very same screen, the exact same video on YouTube, the average view time is four minutes and 36 seconds. 52% of the people got through the video and you look at the retention graph on this thing and you see how it drops a little bit in the beginning, but it stabilizes right along 50, the 50% 50 mark. Now, um, what we did was we looked at every single video that we did. It didn't matter whether it was live. It didn't matter whether it wasn't live. Across the board, when we really dug into the details, the data showed us without a shadow of a doubt that people were not actually watching the videos. Now, I'm not going to say live video is, is dead for us because it's not. Obviously, this show is broadcasting live on Facebook. But um, the data was crystal clear. And when we actually pulled out our calculator and we looked at the actual number of people that were getting like one minute into the video, when you start doing the math on this, if you have 5,000 views on a video and one let's say 3% of those people were actually clicking to play, which it'll tell you that data, that's 150 people. And then when you look at um, the one minute mark and the best case situation for almost all of our videos was only 22% of those people made it to the one minute mark. So 22% of 150 people, do the math on that. What is that? I mean, it's like 30 people. 
So 30 people out of 5,000 actually got to the minute mark on our videos. That was my wake up call. And, you know, the rest is history. I made the decision to pull the journey, to pull two other shows and, and, and really focus our tribe onto YouTube. And Eric, we can, we can talk about this, guide me wherever you want to go, but that's the backstory. So one of the things that's been asked is why not just send people over to our website to watch instead of focusing them in on YouTube? Well, and another question people might ask is, well, what does it matter? It's an advertisement for the journey. Right. And who cares if only a few people watch it? At least they'll see it and maybe they'll go over to YouTube, right? So I want to start with a big objection, which is what have you got to lose by posting it up on Facebook? Yeah, we anyway, saw a lot right? of that. Here's what you have to lose more than you could possibly imagine. And we know this, that when you send signals to Facebook that no one cares about your stuff, when your engagement is unbelievably low, when people are not watching your video, it sends a signal to Facebook that this page is publishing crap, that the audience doesn't care about this stuff. And as a result, your future posts will also not see as much exposure. Mark Zuckerberg and everyone at Facebook has told us what we care about is meaningful engagement. People are not having meaningful engagement with these videos. No matter how you slice it, the engagement metrics are not there. They're very, very low. So the risk that we we face by distributing this video across all of our platforms is sending signals to the algorithms that the stuff we produce is not valuable. And as a result, um, we've chosen to remove all those videos. Now, we can talk about how we've come up with some new strategies in a minute, mm-hmm. but we don't want to send this signal to the algorithm that the stuff we publish is worthless. Case in point, I produced a 60, no, two-minute video in my lobby, which was just a public service am- announcement. Eric, what were some of the comments we had from people on that 60-second square video? And they'd been our first followers, right? What were some of these things that yeah. angered you? You were shocked, right? There were so many people I couldn't even count on my two hands that said, I have you marked as C first and I've liked your page for years. This is the first video I've seen that you've done. Yeah, the first. I was I was honestly irate. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. He was floored. And guess what we did this time? We just created a little 60 second video, which many of you have seen, and it's 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 got a great retention graph. And everyone's watching it and they're sharing it and they're talking about it. So The moral of the story is that Facebook is all about short video, two minutes or less, not longer video. That's why I'm declaring that I don't think Facebook is the platform if you are into creating long-form content outside of live video because we're in the business of creating long-form content. We do it with our podcast, 45 minutes, 2,000-word blog posts, seven-minute show on the journey, and, of course, this live show. So if you're in the business of creating content and you want it to be lifted up on Facebook, do not create long form video content. And the watch platform is a closed ecosystem. You can't get into it. We're not even in it. So, you know, it's kind of irrelevant for most of us. Now to the earlier question, why couldn't we just create a blog post and link to it? Because the reality is that blog posts don't get exposure. That's why we don't hardly post those either because Facebook doesn't want people leaving Facebook. And Eric knows this. It's pretty rare for our blog posts to get clicked on or shared. Isn't that right, Eric? Yeah. I mean, we've got people live right now saying, I don't even see your posts. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So here's what we do. Here's what we do do, okay? We do. We did create a 60-second th- a teaser video yesterday. 
And the retention graph on that thing is off the charts on Facebook. I think when I last looked, 67% of the people got all the way through the yeah. whole video, okay? Now they're not taking the desired action yet, which is clicking over to YouTube, but they're seeing it. So what we're doing is we're creating square trailers of our video that's 60 seconds and we're publishing it all over the place and we're driving all that traffic to YouTube. We're sending emails out, dedicated email blasts out now, letting people know, hey, we're exclusively on YouTube for this show. If you want to watch it, go over there. So, so what, we're, what we've done now is we've, we've decided we're going to play by the rules that Facebook loves, which is very short videos. Very short videos perform exceptionally well on Facebook. And most people probably don't even unmute it, but that's fine. The idea is we just want those videos to get out there. And that's like our little commercial, if you will, to get them to go over to YouTube. So one of the other questions that we got a lot was, why does it matter about the length? Why not just make the videos more engagement worthy? Why not do, why not take this analyzation that we've done and say, okay, well, they're dropping off at this point. Let's just make better videos and we can still keep our length. What do you say? Well, that? If, that was, if that was true, then how do you, how do you justify these two retention graphs for the exact same video on YouTube is viewed 52% of the time. By the way, today's version of the journey on YouTube has been have been viewed like 68% all the way through. So it's not a question of the video isn't good. Look, you guys need to understand, I have a full-time employee producing this show, okay? I have resources most people don't have when it comes to video. We know what we're producing is good content. It's not a question of your stuff isn't good enough. It's a question of making the content fit the platform. That's, that's my response to that. Yeah, it's really that we're kind of calling into question and honing in on the fact that watch behavior is different on all the different platforms. Now, Luria Petrucci is asking, is this just for you or is this everyone? Here's what I can tell you. And Eric, you can attest to this as well. We've read hundreds of comments from people saying that they've noticed the exact same thing on their pages. People inside of our society are saying they're having the exact same challenges that we're having. I cannot say that this is what everyone should do. But what I can say is experiment with one minute videos and two minute videos and compare those to your longer form videos and see what happens. Because there, if there's one thing you should know about me, those that know me, I'm extremely analytical. We test and try stuff nonstop, don't we, Eric? We are constantly in the weeds looking at data. I'm talking to you, Eric, you're probably reading. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it true? I mean, we are like, we are like, I'm a data geek, right? I mean, like I'm looking at this stuff all the time and I'm trying stuff, so I know I know that what I'm talking about is, you know, is here, we have a page of more than a half a million. So we, we have, and we have access to friends who privately tell us things that I cannot publicly tell you, but I'm telling you that this is not just us, that this seems to be a universal trend across Facebook. I cannot speak for everyone, but my guess is that most people are um, finding that short videos are exceptionally successful. One case in point, the most popular watch page on Facebook is a recipes watch page. They get 50 million views a week and almost all their videos are two minutes or less. That's the most popular watch page on the entire platform of Facebook. Um, so while Facebook wants us to produce long form video, three minute videos so that we can try to get the ad breaks in there, we have to embrace how actually people use the platform. And it seems that everyone uses the platform as a highway, not as a destination. And if that's true, then we need to create highway content 
on this platform and destination platform content on platforms where people go and they lean back like YouTube. So that's our strategy. And when the facts change, we'll definitely change. Yeah. And, and actually to, to use the highway metaphor to kind of lead into some of these other questions that I've got here, um, say we're, we're putting this out right now on Facebook, on Facebook live. Even we haven't stopped doing that with this show specifically. Now, if there was a, but that's not to say that we won't there, you know, we, we are always looking, we're always analyzing, but I think, you know, to use the highway metaphor, Hey, if I see something interesting going on as I'm driving, the content needs to be metaphorically so good. I want to pull over and sit and watch almost like a car crash. I hate to say that. Here's what I want to say. I think live video has a place on Facebook, but I think it must be really interactive to be successful. Okay. So um, there's too many people out here that are creating premieres, you know, and we've tried that. It really doesn't move the needle. They're essentially creating shows where there's no interaction with their audience and um, they're trying to game the system. I think instead we should actually, if you're going to do stuff on live, you need to talk to the crowd. You need to interact with the crowd. There's still a place for that on Facebook, but there isn't a place for creating content that is almost exactly the same as if it was pre-recorded with just a little bit of questions. I just don't think that that's going to continue to work. And the reason why is because the moment it's not live is the moment, you know, all of a sudden it's like every other video. And then now you're, dealing with this analogy that I've been dealing with. Like no one's going to go back and watch it when it's not live because it's too long because of the highway. But if you do create highly interactive content that is live, then it's really all about engaging with the tribe as they appear in the moment, knowing full well that no one will watch that after it's live. And we have data on this show. We know that after this show is done, it's generally not watched on Facebook. Instead, it's listened to in our podcast form. And shout out to every one of you that are listening on the podcast, which is our biggest audience for this show, by the way. Yeah, I I mean, I think, and again, the other key piece, I mean, we've had a lot of people throw out, well, okay, but don't people who already interact with your page or watch a little bit then get tied into the algorithmic, like whatever you want to call it, juju for your page so that they're more likely to see your stuff. And while that may or may not be true. We know it's not true because we were going live three days a week. And we were getting horrible reach, right, Eric? And and not only that, but the the people, I'm still, you can tell I'm a little bit shocked still about how many people for us to have gone live a minimum of three times or more a week for like two years straight. And for them to say, this is the first time I've seen a video from you. And it was that short one minute square video. I'm still kind of reeling from that, to be honest. So here's the thing, folks, this is this is a very important message I want everyone to receive. Many of us have been told or even have taught others this is the way to do it. We need to be very flexible in this industry. We need to acknowledge that everything is in changing, is, is changing. Everything is in flux. This is not the platform it was a year ago. This is not the platform it was two years ago. Every thing is changing. And if we don't understand how consumers use it, and if we don't embrace the analytics and see what's actually happening, we can put on blinders and do things and think everything is okay, but it's not serving the business objections. This is why we need to always analyze. This is why we need to always ask our audience questions and understand how their status is behaving. We're getting to an age right now where people are tuning out of Facebook. I have on my phone an app called Screen Time that shuts me down after 40 minutes. 
So I just don't even look after 40 minutes. If I'm only going to be on 40 minutes a day, I can assure you, I'm not going to spend any of that time watching, watching videos. So we just need to realize that everything is always changing. And if it is, we need to be flexible enough to embrace the change, which might mean, you know, subtle tweaks like what we're doing or really crazy tweaks like what we're doing. So we'll see where it goes. So are we talking that this is basically video specific or are we talking that this is also like all content on Facebook regarding pages? Cause I'm only, I'm only speaking to video today because we know that in the last 48 hours, we put out two videos that are square that are less than two minutes and they're going nuts. Okay. That's working for us. We have not done that in a long time. The long form stuff is the stuff that's struggling. I can't speak to the, um, uh, to the other stuff. This is just video that we're talking about today. Yeah. And, and again, I, I want to reiterate that, that you have said this a number of times, and I completely agree. This is not about not going live. It's, we're, we are still trying to figure out, okay, we're doing this live right now. This is on Facebook, but it's also a lot of other places too. But we're still going to go live. We're just trying to figure out what does that best mean for our audience and how can we can best riff, serve little, our audience. Yeah, and a little riff on live. Like, yeah. We're going to be more strategic about live down the road. We want to be live when we're going to get the most amount of people there with us, knowing full well that after that video is done being live, it's not going to do us very well. It's almost like Instagram live in the olden days, right? So, so when we go live, we should be very interactive with our tribe. We should make it fun and engaging. We should do stuff that's like what we do when we're on the live stage at social media marketing world. You know, that's the kind of stuff that we want to do when we go live. Um, and we, we just want to figure out a way to make it fun. And we don't want to just go live to game the algorithm. We want to go live to be truly interactive with our tribe. And that's the part we're going to figure out. And I, live video is still strong. It's still amazing. It's just we have to realize it's mostly going to be consumed live if it's any longer than a couple of minutes. And why go live for just one or two minutes? I'm not sure it works anymore. But that's not the debate for today. It's a great topic for another day. Um, and I know we have some live video experts chatting up <laughs> yeah. in the comment section here. But here's the good news, guys. This, you know, this is, um, this was my decision. I made this decision to pull three shows this week, okay? And I know that people are freaking out about this. But the reason I made it is because it's not serving our business objectives. So if you are doing things, if you have things on your list to do in your marketing department, and you just don't have time to do them, Maybe you need to do what we do is and analyze what you're doing and just say, you know what? That's not working. Cut that off at the knee so we can try some new things. Now that we have cut these things off, we are free now to do some new things and innovate. That's the advantage to it. Nobody likes change, but change is necessary for us to grow. Change is the constant. Yes. So uh, we've probably got a whole bunch more questions we could dive into, but I think we ought to probably wrap it up. This is a good conclusion point. But uh, if you've got any other questions, concerns, thoughts, throw them in the Facebook post here as we're doing this live or head on over to our Facebook page. If you want to watch some of these short one minute videos that we have been talking about in this conversation, it's facebook.com slash SM examiner. And uh, oh, one last thing, the journey, folks. Yes. Watch the journey on YouTube. You can go to journey.show. That's the show that now is exclusively available on YouTube. Journey.show. As soon as you go there, it's going to ask you to subscribe. I would ask you to subscribe because I know a lot of you don't hang out on YouTube. And then the next thing that's very important is to hit the little bell that's next to the subscriber count, which says about 21,000. When you hit that bell, 
you will get an email in your inbox every time the journey comes out. That's what's cool about YouTube is it sends an email to your inbox. You will also get an email in your inbox whenever this show comes out. That's one of the killer advantages to YouTube is you don't have to live on YouTube. But if you hit that bell, and that's the key part, then you will be notified every time these shows that you love come out. And that's the good news is that it's great for that kind of consumption. There's playlists there. I would implore you to check out the last two episodes. There's some really insightful marketing techniques that, that we have revealed about the launch of social media marketing world and about the launch of the journey. So the next couple of episodes are us struggling behind the scenes with all these new marketing ideas. And I think you guys are going to love it. And I would implore you, if you've been a watcher of the journey, please go over to journey.show right now hit that subscribe button and hit that bell button and join me on the journey. And with that, I'll give it over to you, Eric, and I'll say goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mike. Thanks for being here. All right. So like you said, like he, like Mike just said, head on over to journey.show to subscribe and watch not only season two, but season one's there as well. I don't know if you mentioned that, Um, but if you, if you haven't gotten enough of Mike, you can come meet him in person at Social Media Marketing World 2019. That's honestly what he does the majority of the time is walk around and meet with people and in that whole the magic in the is in the hallways uh, vibe that goes on with, um, you know, most conferences, especially Social Media Marketing World. I always, Kim, I mean, you always and I and, and, and many others, we're walking through the hallways when we're not yeah. running through the hallways busy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> interacting with all of you and we love that so we'd love to see you and have you join us and the other 7,000 marketers at social media marketing world 2019 grab your ticket find out more at smmw19.com and so this next segment is going to be interesting because we are going to continue talking about facebook but from a different angle and so we have amanda Bond or Bond, as I should probably still continue to get used to calling her, uh, coming on in just a second. So we'll bring her in. But uh, yeah, we're gonna be talking. Let's see, Facebook Pixel stuff. People have been asking us about that. There she is. Hey, hey, everyone. Hi. I I'm like so fired up by this this video content. Even though we're not talking about it anymore, we're moving over to Facebook. Yes. But it's firing Sorry. me up like crazy. So I love all the comments. <laughs> Uh, so let me give you an intro real quick here. So Amanda Bond is the owner of the ad strategist. She's the creator of the strategy system strategy 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 system. Uh, she, as you will see, has a fiery personality and bond mixes education and entertainment in a straight shooting way to show people the right way to do Facebook advertising. She was a speaker at some social media marketing world 18. She will be a speaker at social media marketing world 19. Welcome to the show, Bond. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here. And I always happen to be jacked up on coffee somehow right before these shows. So you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> that's a good oh, thing. Oh, gosh. I guess that's a good thing. We yeah, wouldn't want you is. to slouch. That's yeah. fair. But that's why my fingers get typing, like, all the questions, all the things, all the statements. And now we're going to be talking about Facebook ads. So Yeah, you were typing a lot during that last segment. So now we can you can rest the typing, Phew. but you can, use, you can use your words verbally. Right. It's uh, easier to talk than type. There you go. Facebook pixel. People mm-hmm. were kind of freaking out asking us last week as this kind of was rolling out. And I even kind of messaged you privately and said, hey, Facebook pixel, is this, is this news? 
a thing? Is there something we need to know here? Cause I'm, I was like, I don't know if this is a thing or not, but basically walk us through what is the actual news here with the Facebook pixel changes and why does this, why does this matter to marketers? Why does this matter? Excellent. Well, like you said last week, every single advertiser got an email in their inbox saying something was changing. And there was a lot of questions because it was really vague as to what was actually changing. So a little bit of backstory on it is, I don't know if a lot of people have heard this, but the different browsers are all fighting with each other because they don't want each other's tracking ability to really be on their browser. So like Safari, Chrome, Firefox, all of them are trying to block each other's pixels. And so Facebook, when we use the pixel typically, it's called a third-party pixel. So third-party, aka it belongs to Facebook. So when these browsers start blocking third-party pixels, that means Facebook's is no longer going to fire off. And so that's a problem for advertisers because then we can't track what's going on, what's happening, like what data is going on off of Facebook in terms of traffic and views and purchases and add to carts. So the email that came out explained, hey, everyone, Facebook on October 24th is going to roll over to first party cookies, first party tracking pixel, right? And you're like, mm, cookies. <laughs> cookies sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, I'm in whatever you want, Facebook. And they just tell you like in a little, in a little bubble at the bottom, you can opt out if you want to. But as advertisers, we don't want to opt out. Please do not opt out of first party cookies. Because what that means is that Facebook is now passing that onus over to us for our advertising. So this is a little bit sneaky because this is basically what Facebook's way of saying, hey, GDPR, we're no longer responsible for it. We're going to put it on the advertisers. But as advertisers, we need that data to be able to optimize our ads. We need that data to say to Facebook, you know, here's what's happening and here's what's working. So we do need to take that onus on ourselves so that we can get around the browsers that are starting to block the pixels along the way. Got it. Yeah. So, so all right. So how do we make sure that we get the most out of this change? Like literally I mean, again, do nothing. <laughs> that's, it's, it's, and I think that's the, the weird part here is like, yeah. wait a second. what do you mean? We don't need to do anything to still make sure that we still get this. It's like, in other words, Hey, don't, don't opt out. Yeah. Just don't do anything. So just be like, cool. That's it. <laughs> so like once you got that email, just click delete because you do want to have first party cookies and you have to do nothing different to actually have those first party cookies. As of October 24th, it's automatically changing over. So as advertisers, we have to do nothing. If you do want to opt out because you don't want to take that um, that liability on with like the GDPR stuff, which I don't recommend if you're an advertiser. However, I'm not a lawyer. Consult your lawyer. <laughs> but if you don't, like if you do want to opt out, that's the only time you would take action on this. It's really, it's really that simple. Basically, if you're an advertiser, don't do anything. Yeah. Kristen in the comments is saying, OMG, thank you. I was trying to understand what the heck I needed to do. Yeah. And, you know, I, I basically all I heard you say was, don't opt out of getting free cookies, which sounds like a no-brainer to me. The cookie right? monster would agree with yes. that. So like, <laughs> just do that. Don't opt out of cookies ever. 
So, I mean, I mean, there's not anything else we need to know about this. It's it's just literally look, don't opt out. It's switching over automatically. You're good to go. Yeah, that's it. Is it is it really that simple? Yeah, we're done. Next topic. (laughs) (laughs) It's really that simple, guys. So just don't do anything. October 24th, everything will flip over. The only like sidebar thing that they're updating with the Pixel is now gives us the option to choose um, advertising and analytics, which us as advertisers already have. Or if you're not advertising yet, you can install an analytics only Pixel that just when you start advertising, it flips over to an advertising and analytics. So basically, everyone already has a pixel. Just use the advertising and analytics one that you're already using. So again, do nothing. All right. So it's you got about five days to not do anything. There you go. This Mark is so much easier than Mark GDPR. Calendar to anything. <laughs> anyway. Right? If so, only that was that easy. Yes. All right. So then we've got other news here in Facebook ads. Creative Compass. Sounds really cool. In fact, I've, I've I actually listened to um, Grace Duffy do an Alexa news brief on this, and it Fun. made me really excited for it. Yeah. So, are you excited for it? I so at first glance, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of kitschy. Do we really need this?" But then I thought about it longer, especially from a new advertiser standpoint. So essentially, Creative Compass is Facebook's new way to allow advertisers to estimate what the impact of their ads will be before they ever run those ads. So this is really a tool that's going to help two types of people. The beginner advertiser who have no idea how good or bad their ads are, or those power buyers that are spending millions a month for big name brands because they can then go in and plug in their ad creative. And this new creative compass is going to spit out some rankings. So like they're going to determine, hey, What's the noticeability in the first three seconds? So talking about video earlier on Facebook, if this is a video format, are those first three seconds catching people's eye so that they're able to stay around for longer? So it's just Facebook's algorithmic. We always love that word. Algorithmic way of figuring out, hey, if we don't know how our ads are going to work until we spend the money to find out, maybe we could have the algorithmic determination before people ever spend a dime on ads. So people, advertisers can understand like, is this believable? Can people comprehend the message that we're trying to get through? What is the call to action? And is it a valid one that's going to get clicks? I like this one, emotional reward, right? It's taking into (laughs) account all these different things that could potentially make a great ad. Think of it this way. It's like an advanced relevance score, right? Relevance score is like a zero to 10. This is like, okay, now why am I getting a zero to 10? And where can I improve? Almost like, you know that plugin for WordPress, Yoast SEO? I was just going to go there. I was waiting to to say this. Yes. Like, it's exactly like that. You just literally go through and read the things to improve your SEO ranking. And it's like, is your keyword in there 0.02 times? And then you're like, yeah, it is. Yay, green light. Right? So this is the Facebook ad way to do that exact same thing. In fact, it's even got the color coding. Right? I mean, look, the low (laughs) is red. The medium is orange. Um... 
there's not a there's medium plus, which is like a light green, and then high is a dark green. So yeah. you kind of know where you're going with the color coding without the without the words. But yeah, man. it also makes me think of the the readability and the passive yes. voice or whatever thing that would pop up inside of Word when you used to type your papers up in Word. Are you talking Microsoft about paperclip? The little mm, guy that. Clip- yeah, yeah, Clippy. No, yeah. I mean, Clippy did some. Yeah, you could click Clippy and he would do this, but like it would bring up, you know. So, anyway, this is really cool because it means it shows you that you can adjust some stuff, come back in here and see how much more green you've gotten. Right. How cool is that? It's going to be, it's going to help us to become Tim. better advertisers. Tim made a great Clippy joke. He said, quote, looks like you're trying to run an ad. Clippy coming in and being that. Can you imagine if Facebook had a Clippy where it was like he'd come in and try to coach you through doing your ad better? Wouldn't that be nice, though? Come on. That would be a nice thing. And you'd be like, (laughs) thanks, Clippy. I love you. Yeah. Also, Uh, is there anything else? Is is there anything else to this compass? I mean, now I know. I mean, uh, obviously, it should be obvious by now why it's called Creative Compass, because the compass points you in the right direction. There you go. And that's what oh my God, I, didn't even, I didn't even think of that when when I first read Compass. Good. Very <laughs> so good. Very good. It's, it's going to so, allow us, like, as we go on to be able to say, okay, why did that go from a low to a medium, right? So it's going to help mm-hmm. us become better advertisers in the long run. It's just rolled out right now to marketing partners. So they're thinking this is going to be a 2019 release. So let the marketing partners go through it, figure out all the bugs, and then they'll roll it out to us and be like, hey... We want you to create better content, especially because the CPMs are going up. So Facebook's like, we got to get people better results if those CPMs are going up. So this is just yes. going to be a way to help advertisers get better results as they go. Yeah. So we've got some more news. Facebook is enabling instant forms for ad campaigns. So what's an instant form? Oh my gosh. So this is just a PR spin. It's already, This already exists. It's just <laughs> an instant form is just a lead form. They've just now renamed it like we've been reporting on for the last few months. They're just renaming a bunch of features that they already had. And then they're adding in new objectives because you used to only be able to say like, hey, get me leads from this. But now you're going to be able to get reach or traffic, so just sending traffic to the form, or use the brand awareness objectives. So that's the new side of it. Still just a lead ad in or a lead form in new naming, instant form. The only brand new placement that I dig is it's now available in Insta Stories where it wasn't before. So when you swipe up, it's going to be super mobile friendly uh, to just keep people on Instagram, have their stuff populate because as as they swipe up, Facebook knows it's them logged into Instagram. So their name, email, and a few other characteristics, whatever you're trying to collect in terms of data, will just auto-populate, keeping the Instagram experience like really pure and on-site. Because I mean, we mentioned that earlier in the segment, Facebook loves yeah. when you stay on their platform. Now, as an advertiser, I have to admit, I haven't tested the lead forms in ages. I'm talking like maybe years because our earliest tests of them 
were just horrendous. The, the trust level for lead forms wasn't there yet. So now with the new branding, advertisers, like more advertisers may start rolling them out. And then the user base that we're trying to target might become more familiar with them. So definitely get out there and test. Uh, and I'll report back on data as we have it from the instant forms. Very cool. Uh, Facebook is also adding more video ad yes. buying options. Yes. Okay. This is like, I, I wanted to just share all of this because I'm getting really excited and we've already tested almost $5,000 in ad spend on this new format. So let me talk to you all about through play. And then there's this really cool new bidding option. So through play, the backstory is on YouTube, you are able to select a bidding option where you're not billed for an ad impression until somebody watches at least 30 seconds or clicks your video. Okay. So if they click wow. to go to your website or they watch 30 seconds, YouTube doesn't bill you for those impressions. So advertisers love that because they're not paying for those that that graph that we were showing earlier, all of those people that drop off beforehand, we're not paying for them. So Facebook has rolled out their version of that, which they're calling through play. And instead of 30 seconds, they're making it 15 seconds. So you're not billed until users watch 15 seconds of your video. Okay. I, like this gets me so fired up. I can't even tell you. So what we did was we put together a split test where we took videos and we optimized for three different objectives. Okay. Um, in terms of Facebook strategy, we use videos a lot in our connect phase, which is we call a branding phase to grow the custom audiences that are retargetable so that we can put lead gen ads in front of them and then retarget them through the sales process. So that's where we use a lot of video. So I split up three campaigns, one for 10 second video views, one for through plays. So don't bill me until I get a 15 second view and one for purchase conversion. The same video for each of these three campa campaigns, we split test two videos per five cold audiences. So the same two videos for all five cold audiences across all three campaigns, right? Exact same parameters. Oh my gosh, the results were so <laughs> exciting. You can tell I'm like fired up about this because the through plays are getting such high quality video viewership, it is outperforming 10 second video views objective almost 10 to one. Wow. What? So Facebook has identified this small pocket of people who are extremely valuable video viewers, right? They do watch it to the end. Yeah. And they're saying those are the people that we're going to put through play in front of. So we spent, uh, it was $700 across all three campaigns and we turned off the 10 second objective because we weren't getting sales and our video views weren't completing, right? Like they weren't getting to the end of the video. So we're like, yeah. cool, they're growing our retargeting audience, but 
we're not getting sales and they're not like super high quality. So we've left the through plays and the purchase object, uh, objection, objective continue on for another $2,000. And the through plays are outperforming the purchase objective finishes of the video at 100% by like 11 to 12 times. And it's very similar ROAS return on ad spend. So for dollar to dollar, purchase objective and through plays are getting sales results. So it excites me. But all that to say, I think there's a place for purchase objective and through plays. So the way that I look at it is if you're running a video that's going to lead to a sale deeper in your sales funnel, we call it connect, commit, close, which is lead gen, uh, sorry, branding, lead gen sales. If you're in like the lead gen and sales pocket of advertising, use purchase objective or use conversion objective. But if you're using videos for your branding to grow your custom uh, custom retargeting audiences through plays, I'm like bowing down to in the first $5,000 of spend. It is like, it's just outperforming my expectations like crazy. So that's why I'm so fired up. <laughs> Tim, Tim Lewis has a comment. He's saying through play sounds like the way to go for polar cold audiences. Great way to put it. Yes cold audiences because they're finding those pocket of people that do watch long form content. Our videos that we're testing are only about two and a half minutes to four minutes a piece. The split test, one's two and a half, one's four. And we're still getting 100% completion. So they're finding those people that do love videos on Facebook and stay to the end. I'm going to... I'll come back and post in the Facebook live show comments on Great. what percentage is making it to that end. But it's it's so much more like 10 to 12 times more than any other objective that we've tried. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for uh, for bringing that data back in because I would love I know people are like, wait, I want to be able to to do that. So. All right. So we've got another screen share here. Walk us through this one. This so is optimizing a video ad yeah, for a through play how to do it. So once you go into okay. ads manager, you're just going to create a campaign. You're going to just do it for video views. So your, your objective is video views at the campaign level. Then once you go down to the ad set level at the very bottom where it's, it gives you that like optimization for ad delivery, you can choose two seconds, 10 second views or through plays. That's you just click this little radio button and it says through play. So then that's basically how you finish it up there. Very cool. Yeah. And so this this is just a, the exact same option, uh, just showing you that that's how you're going to be billed. So people, you won't get billed until people watch that 15 second view. So, oh my God. Just who's yeah. fired up? Like, please hands up in the comments. <laughs> like, let's throw some fire emojis down. Like Facebook did something right when it comes to video views objective. And we're going to just all shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> well, again, one of the other key pieces that they've been talking about in the sidebar here at the live show is that this is one of those things that like uh, the click farms aren't going to necessarily be bothered with watching video, exactly. right? So you then don't have to pay for those people. And then you really get the video in front of the people who are actually watching video on Facebook. They do exist. And they're the ones that then this actually works for. So. Yeah. And then you can use like ninja retargeting sequences, like taking 
75% of the video viewers, right? Like they watch 75% of the video and you can say, okay, if you watch 75%, then take them down this dynamic ad sequence pathway. Oh, if they've only watched, you know, the first 25% of the video, show them another video to keep warming them up. I just, I think that this is the right direction that they need to be going in for that quality data, that quality user that advertisers are looking for, especially to justify those rising CPMs. Because we did, we did a look back over the last few years and the cost to deliver a thousand ad impressions has went up at least threefold in most cases since 2016. It's insanity. Yeah. So is this out there now or is it rolling out soon? Where can we already have it? access to it um, in a high spend account in a U.S. market. So check. You might have it available to you under video views. It's just going to keep rolling out like they've already started to announce that it's coming. The last like the last little sidebar on this one is Facebook is testing and rolling out a new in stream placement. So video is clearly the way that they want to keep going, right? Even though we talked about alternative opinions earlier in the show, but they have this new placement option that's going to be called in-stream reserve. And this one excites me because it's actually for the content creators. So Facebook's going to reward the content creators that have highly engaged, highly relevant audiences in specific niches like sports or entertainment or health and beauty. And then advertisers who use that 15-second in-stream ad format, they're going to be able to say, hey, we want to be placed in in in-stream reserve. It's going to likely cost more. There was no communication on that, but I'm making a a public assumption on that. But you're going to have that higher quality viewer to target on higher quality channels. So in stream reserve is coming. I don't believe there was a date on that one, but just something again, to keep advertisers happy. This is especially good for those high bidding, more like consumer packaged goods type of brands like the tides of the world. I could definitely see them coming over and taking up some inventory on in stream reserve. Very cool. Uh, We got one last item here in terms of Facebook ads. And basically, Facebook is saying they are reducing the low quality ads. I love how they've put this in quotes, low quality. (laughs) Low quality. So basically, they, they say they're going further to limit ads featuring low quality or disruptive content. I, I know you don't want to hear this, but I always feel like ads are disruptive content. I uh, know. I know. And we get I that mean, comment every time yeah. in, the, in the comment section. Advertisers so, ruin everything. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, do you have an opinion on this? What, I mean, what do you see them do? What do you see them doing with this step? And what's your opinion? Well, one thing that I'm noticing is a massive trend right now is a lot of ad accounts getting shut down because they are like leaning towards those spammy, like spammy style marketing or like direct response style marketing. I like to call it and I've written some content around it called bro marketing, where it's all like, (laughs) it's all like scarcity this and deadline timer that by seven minutes ago and hammer you through the funnel over here. Like that type of advertising is being penalized right now. And 
you know, if you get a lot of high negative feedback, that means you're not listening to your audience. So Facebook should penalize those people. If you, you know, Mike said it earlier, if you're signaling to the algorithm, if you're sending it poor algorithmic juju, because I know that's a great hashtag around here, uh, right? Like you should be penalized because you're not looking out for your audience's like user experience and Facebook values that user experience. So I'm thinking they might be using the relevant score to start to determine those things and the the compass, the creative compass, right? right? Like once they get more data like that, they can shut down stuff that's not working. So... We'll see. We'll see what that works. I always encourage people and, you know, Eric, you and I always chat about engagement and just constantly figuring out ways to keep your audience in the conversation on Facebook. Right. The more that we can signal to that algorithm on Facebook, the better it is. And uh, we call it engagement looping, where when people leave a comment, we always come back and in, like open a conversation. So like open a loop with them. So they might leave a comment. We'll come back and we'll leave an emoji or a GIF. We'll say, thanks for commenting. And then we'll ask an open-ended question back to them in the hopes that they then come back and have a conversation with us. So instead of just like one comment signaling to the algorithm that it's like one times relevant. Now it's one comment, one GIF, one statement, one question, one like of their comment. Then they come back and like your three, you know, that's eight. Then they leave a comment. You like it back. That's 10 times the signals that you're sending to Facebook. So if you can engage in not spammy, but meaningful conversation on Facebook, your engagement rates will start to skyrocket and then you won't have to worry about anything about, you know, Facebook cutting off your ads because you know your audience so well. As Shay is saying in the comments here. So the social part in social media. I love it. Love it. So, so ultimately with this, this thing that, that Facebook's doing with this in terms of low quality ads, essentially what we need to know is don't be spammy. Don't be, I mean, it's, it's that it's a no brainer. It's a duh. It's okay. We can move on now. Oh my gosh. It's that simple. It's another one of those do nothing things. If you're watching this show, you're likely not spammy because you care and you educate yourself and you care about your end customer. We like to call them spammy McMarketersons. Like just don't be a spammy (laughs) McMarketerson who does bro marketing because bro marketing is dead. Like be social on social, like Shay said, because that is the point. Facebook values, connection, conversation, and community. If you want to send algorithmic juju, do those. Connection, conversation, and community all day, every day. And you will be rewarded just like gangbusters. Awesome. Amanda, thanks for being here again. It's always lovely to have you on the show. And uh, where can people find you? Well, come on over to my Facebook page where we just have all the fun and we engage in all the things and we have all the conversations. So you can find me at facebook.com forward slash the ad strategist. And if you want to know why your Facebook ads aren't working, you can go check out a blog post that I have that'll tell you why. And we hinted on a few things, bro marketing and the likes over at uh, the ad strategist.com forward slash SME. Awesome. Amanda, thanks for being here. Thank you, guys, as always. See you again soon. Thanks. Bye, Amanda. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that is our show. By the way, you can find everything we talked about in this episode on our site for the the links, details, notes, everything. 
we also so and then we also have a blog post on our site socialmediaexaminer.com uh that you can go to we will include that in the links as well uh head over there now and you can get the blog post detailed blog post of everything that mike talked about uh earlier so if you know of somebody if you're listening to this as a podcast and you're like hey i really want to share what mike was talking about earlier but the person that I want to share it with doesn't really listen to podcasts, send them over to that blog post. That's the best way. They can read it. They can get the information. They can consider it. And then they can make actions that are good for them as a marketer. So head on over to socialmediaexaminer.com and you'll find that. Uh, our next show will be in two weeks. You will find the calendar link for that at socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. You can find the audio for this show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Share this with everybody you know that is not already listening. We'd love for you to join our show live as we did today at, again, socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. And we'd also love for you to join us in person at Social Media Marketing World 2019 and experience the best of Social Media Marketing World with everybody that's going to be there, all 7,000 of us. Grab your ticket, smmw19.com. And uh, I want to say thank you to Kim for being a great co-host. Thanks to Mike. Thanks for Amanda for being here. Thanks for Grace. Thanks to Grace for being a great show producer. Jeff for doing stuff behind the scenes. And all of you for watching and listening. And we'll see you next episode. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend, everyone. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.